Hello all, welcome to the podcast The Ramp by CACD. My name is Bart. My name is Mo. And today we're delighted to have Anna Snijdoot on the topic of sustainability and sustainable innovation. Thanks. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, it's glad to have you here as well. Can you introduce yourself to uh, all those listeners that don't know you yet? Yes, of course. So my name is uh, Anna Snijdoot. I am an innovation consultant at Deloitte at our customer strategy and applied design team. Uh, For the outside world, I always say the innovation team. And I've been working uh, in my studies, but also now at Deloitte on sustainability topics, mostly in innovation, circular economy, uh, those type of uh, projects. Yes, and you are here today to talk about sustainability. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey with sustainability? What is it? How did you come to interact with the topic sustainability and your how did the interest in sustainability came about? Yeah, of course. So, um, as I just said, I studied industrial design engineering within uh, Delft University. And there, in my bachelor's already, sustainability was a big topic. When designing new products, you have to think about the materials and production methods, etc. But then it didn't really... Yeah, came through as a very important yet. Well, while I studied in my master's, it was more about um, designing new types of business models and making products circular. The topic was way more in the news, uh, differences, uh, there were changes in society around sustainability. And then it really got my attention that sustainability doesn't always have to be Uh, more expensive you can think of new types of business models new types of products and services to make it into a viable business as well and when I started working at Deloitte I started in Deloitte Digital so uh, that was mostly around designing new digital products but still sustainability was there in the back of my head uh, and I wanted to do something with it Uh, so I uh, started a community Uh, with other enthusiastic uh, uh, juniors uh, within Deloitte around sustainable innovation because we really felt this is an important topic, it's getting bigger and bigger and our clients have sustainability ambitions and they don't know how to reach them. So we really want to help our clients to reach those uh, sustainability goals and uh, that's now been five years and uh, you see a lot of progress has been made internally and externally uh, for Deloitte uh, um, yeah, to do that more often in our daily jobs. Oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. Just, just to get it out of my head, uh, there is like sustainability and sustainable innovation. Can you tell me what's the difference? I mean, like I'm looking at Bart. Do you know the difference between sustainability and sustainable innovation? I thought they were the same, okay. actually. Yeah, okay. yeah so um, sustainability is such a broad topic It has so many elements in there. Um, And I think most of the time uh, companies really focus on the compliance side and on the legal side. So um, they're thinking about their uh, CO2 emissions and maybe how to compensate or certificates that they need to uh, buy. Um, That's more on the compliance side where we thought... We're innovators. We're thinking about new solutions, new products, new services, or transforming the ones that you already have. And we're way more 
proactively looking like what can you do to reduce your CO2 emissions and your waste, your plastic waste, product waste. So uh, it's a different type of mindset I feel the word innovation uh, brings to sustainability. Mm. I, I do wonder, why did you choose to pursue this dream in Deloitte Digital? Isn't that a weird place to start? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so as I said, when I uh, was studying, I really thought I'm going into the digital space or more into sustainability. And um, well, I found Deloitte Digital. I really liked it. I like the people, I like the type of projects we're doing. So I applied and uh, started working at Deloitte Digital. But then already after half a year, something yeah, came up. You can't uh, press it away. You really think like, oh, well, the sustainability part is still a part of me that I can't really execute now in my daily job. So you're going to look for external uh, places where you can do that. Um, we have the Impact Foundation within Deloitte. Uh, there uh, we are a partner of the ocean cleanup so i signed up for that to do that beside my normal project work um, but still i really wanted to be part of my normal work and i feel a lot of people around me want to do it in their day-to-day -day project work for clients it's interesting that you talk about uh, client work uh, I i'm actually curious to, to know and understand where you actually executed sustainable or sustainability in, it, in its broadest sense uh, at client work? Yeah, so there are two um, examples that I uh, have that we really made a sustainable impact. Uh, both of them I'm still working on right now. Uh, the first one is for the food bank. So um, we, a colleague uh, and I participated in a design challenge where we came up with a way to reduce food waste uh, by uh, having the food that is uh, now wasted at the end of the day at supermarkets, uh, that that is brought to the food bank that same day and distributed uh, so a lot of more fresh food can be uh, delivered to the food bank clients. And uh, we came up with that idea and we found supermarkets and the food bank uh, to collaborate in that. And in January and February this year, we did a pilot to test if a personnel van uh, with a driver could go through Amsterdam to visit 17 supermarkets uh, and bring the food that would normally be wasted the next day. Uh, brought to the food bank that same day uh, and distributed. And with that, we collected 700 of these big cooling uh, boxes with fresh food like salmon, cheese, um, eggs, like all these different products that are normally not in the food bank crates uh, to deliver. And I think that was a really uh, cool, uh, cool experiment. We learned a lot. Um, also on uh, yeah different parts, so on the desirability of the whole concept, if we really want to pursue uh, from that part, but also if it's feasible for a van to go through the whole city in just uh, a couple of hours. On the viability, uh, so uh, can we 
yeah, where do we get the money from uh, to cover the costs for this uh, solution? And then also on the sustainability side. So how much uh, food uh, can we rescue? And is it really more sustainable to uh, distribute it than to uh, yeah, waste it, actually? Yeah, interesting. Can you can you give us some insights on 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 what you learned uh, during this project? Like, okay, I I can imagine that this needs uh, quite some or- orchestrating to get all these parties to do their job and to like play into each other to deliver those products uh, at the right time at the right place. Uh, what are like key insights during this project, for example, that you like well, are eye openers, so to say? Yeah, I think. One of the things that worked really well to get these different parties together, because we had the food bank, the Dirk van der Broek supermarkets, and uh, PostNL uh, in the room, uh, to always really stress out the end goal that you want to deliver together, and that you really need all of them to uh, make sure it happens and you can deliver on that ambition. And stating that ambition each time uh, it really helps to get everyone in the same mindset of collaboration. So, and the end goal was to deliver fresh food to these poor people that didn't have any food. Or yeah, exactly. To add more fresh food to uh, the the offering of the food bank. Yeah, I, I can I can yeah. imagine that's like a highly intrinsic uh, motivation to do or to do this thing. What's the business model? How how does it work? Where does the co- money come from? Yeah, so that's really a difficult uh, difficulty here. Uh, up front, we had the hypothesis that uh, nowadays supermarkets pay to um, get their waste uh, disposed. Um, and we thought it might cover the costs of distributing it to the food bank. But there's a big difference in that business case. So it doesn't doesn't work when we did the real calculation. Um, so what we are figuring out now is see if we can go in a little bit of a different direction where we remove the whole distribution part of this concept and give all the food bank clients a card so that they can get the food in the supermarket themselves. And you don't need the personnel to go around the whole city um, and distribute it again via the handout points. But then a lot of different questions come up. Like, will the food bank customers really use this card? Will they go to the supermarket and pick it up? Um, We know what the supply can be, but we don't know what the demand is yet. So we need to do another pilot to see if this uh, concept then uh, works better than the other concept. So... In this case, the viability side of the of the project, the problem was hard to tackle. Yeah, is that often the case, or are there projects that you have done where maybe other parts are are harder to solve? Yeah, so I think it's always those four lenses that you want to uh, test. Um, what you do see is that often when you try something new. Uh, and that maybe counts for all innovations, not only sustainable innovation, is that people often look at the current situation and the business model or the business case right now and then um, compare it, compare the new situation or the new solution with how the current business case is uh, looking. Where if often 
when you want to do something new, new factors come in and new costs or benefits can come in. And sometimes it's not so tangible, uh, but you need to uh, yeah, try to make that clear uh, in the business case. And um, uh, that's something we, we also see in, the, in other projects that we're doing indeed. Interesting to see that, that, that you really went out and really uh, collaborated with Postenel and the Futsal Bank and maybe also a supermarket to get this really done. I think it's a key differentiator in, in the type of projects that we do here. But I would, I would argue that like the hypothesis and the insights that you just gave, those are easily to kind of validate behind your desk. So what's the added benefit of actually making a, doing a pilot and going out in, in the field and working together with these clients? What, what, what brought that to you? Um, when we drove with the Postenel uh, driver, you enter um, the supermarkets and you see um, how all the employees and the Postenel driver really get excited by doing something good for society. Um, we interviewed them as well to see if they liked the concept and some of them really got energized by uh, doing something good. Um, And also uh, every day um, the um, employees of the supermarkets had to fill in how much cooling boxes they gave to the driver. Um, And then the food bank also had to say how many boxes they got from the driver. And there was always, (laughs) always a difference in how much was said that it was given to the driver and the amount of boxes that came out. So... um, Yeah, you can't just focus on on one point. Then also, um, you notice that, of course, the supermarkets need a process that um, is similar throughout the whole week. And the food bank is not every day. They are not open every day. So especially after the weekend, many more products were placed into the crates or in the cooling boxes um, than the days before. So on Monday, when the cooling boxes came to the food bank, a lot of the products were already expired, uh, unfortunately. But that was because also on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the products that were only to expire that day were also put in that box. Right, yeah. Th- I think this is indeed some insights that you only could get if by getting out in the field and doing this and piloting the the, the, the whole uh, experience, basically. That's, yeah. that's very valuable, I think. Also, it might bring you to new ideas that you wouldn't probably get when you're just sitting behind your desk. Yeah, definitely. Really good, thank you. So that seemed like a very interesting uh, project. Can you briefly talk about the second project that you uh, wanted to talk about? Yes, definitely. That's uh, called eConnections. And um, with partners, uh, Bull.com, IKEA, PostNL, Deloitte, Molly, and Google Cloud, we have uh, come to the ambition to make the e-commerce sector more sustainable. And we want to do that by um, having 500 million uh, more sustainable online purchases by 2026. And we do that um, by helping scale-ups with a sustainable solution in e-commerce to grow. You can think of different topics like packaging or sustainable delivery, making sustainable choices when you buy something online, uh, circularity, 
reducing uh, or recycling products uh, or reducing returns. So those are all different types of topics that are in the e-commerce space to make it more sustainable. And we help those scale-ups grow in two ways. So one of them is um, that we help them with their biggest challenges in, for example, strategy or sales and marketing, uh, organization or uh, data and IT. And we ask them, what are your biggest challenges? And we look for experts within the whole partner community uh, of those parties I just mentioned to see if there's an expert, often there is, who can help these scale-ups uh, with their uh, yeah, challenge. And then secondly, we set up pilot projects between the corporates and the scale-ups. And as I just mentioned with the food bank, uh, we have a similar approach where we are yeah, facilitating the collaboration between the scale-ups and the corporates and really make sure the sustainable solution of the scale-up is implemented in the uh, yeah, corporate uh, environment of uh, one of these partners. Okay, Anna, if you have to formulate only one core uh, lesson that you learned, one takeaway, um, what would that be, thinking about working with clients about sustainable innovation? I think many of our clients have ambitions that feel far away. They have ambitions to become uh, carbon neutral in 2025 or they have ambitions in 2050 even. And I feel it's really our job to make sure that we understand what we can do now already to reach that goal and to make it more concrete, take little steps to reach that goal that's far in the future and that nobody can really grasp. Um, I see that often in uh, the people in the organization who have those long-term goals uh, that's not always in line with how the company is organized. Um, and you have to really think of sustainability as a transformation. You can't do everything right now, but you also shouldn't postpone it another year or because the urgency is really here right now and uh, yeah we can really help our clients to make those steps to innovate together to guide them and to make it more concrete cool thank you anna uh, nice story um is there uh, anything else that you'd like to share with the audience about sustainable innovation yeah i think one important that I mentioned earlier briefly but that I want to stress out is that often when we think about new concepts we think about the three lenses uh, so we have desirability feasibility and viability and I think to make a change uh, also in a project that is not directly linked to sustainability we can always add that fourth lens uh, on sustainability to think what is the impact on the planet uh, when designing new products or designing new services. And if you take that into account in everything you do, then we all together already set uh, a step in a good direction. Thank you, Anna. That's a very good way to end the, this uh, episode. This was Anna on sustainability and sustainable innovation. We will make sure to leave your uh, contact details in the notes. And uh, until the next time.